0: what is up bitches this is morgan
1: and what's up bitches this is sierra
0: and this is bitches bitches and and
1: murders (laughs) i don't think it it worked
0: because i could see you but it it wasn't easier
1: it was not (laughs) i almost like went customer service voice and i don't think our listeners are ready for that
0: oh none of us are ready for customer service voice if you, if any of you met me, out of context, like if you ever came to my work, you would never know. You would never know it's the same person.
1: Dude, one of my coworkers roasted me for it today, and I don't even blame her.
0: I feel like people are always surprised that my voice is like it's. I don't have a deep voice by any means, but it's a lot deeper than my customer service voice because that is that's Tiffany. She's. Mhm.
1: <laughs> She's up there.
0: Ugh. <laughs> uh. like, Okay. All right. Before we get started, uh, we are recording on a new, sort of, janky MacGyvered.
1: Yeah, platform. this might be an absolute disaster.
0: Yeah, I'm wearing three pairs of headphones right now, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, but yeah, let's fucking full send, right? Full full send. Okay.
1: It's fine.
0: I made a mistake picking this one um, not only is it German which already feels like a mistake (laughs) idiot most things to do with Germany feel like a mistake I'm not gonna lie yeah Um, (laughs) except the Danish that was right wait is that from Denmark that would make sense it's literally called Danish okay anyways we're gonna I'm gonna edit that (laughs) out Okay, I'm focused. I definitely don't need coffee. Today, we are going to talk about Fritz Heinrich Angerstein. Bless you. Which is not the hardest name I've ever picked, so...
1: It's just a lot of syllables. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot of unnecessary syllables.
0: So, okay, so in... Google Keep, where I do like a lot of my notes, I have this list of like possible cases I might want to do. But they've all been added at random times. And a lot of times, like I don't give myself any context to them. Uh, they're just like a name. So I picked this one because I was like, hey, sure. Why not? That sounds interesting. Uh, It's really weird. It's not necessarily oh, no. the most brutal thing I've ever covered, but it's it confused me so I wanted to confuse you just as much as I am confused
1: where does it rank on a scale of like one basic murder to puberty ghost
0: I would say we're about a seven on the scale of basic to puberty (laughs) Jesus (laughs)
1: Jesus <laughs>
0: Okay Okay, so maybe this will make more sense to you than it did to me But I am not holding out a lot of hope But we start out Sort of normal Okay So he was born January 3rd, 1891 So we're, we're throwing it back In Dillenburg, Germany Okay Never heard of it um, he was mm-hmm. the seventh of ten children, which, holy shit. No, thank you. Um, his father was a carpenter who then got into steelworking, who then somehow became the mayor of the town. So. Um,
1: That's quite the progression.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he worked himself up. So that's uh, good. I'm not sure how like prestigious the mayor of Dillenburg is, but it feels like an accomplishment.
1: I mean, I feel like any sort of mayoral position is a- an accomplishment.
0: Yeah, yeah. That- that's how I felt. Um, then we already get a little weird um so angerstein suffered from health problems throughout like his whole youth um he regularly would get like tuberculosis um like it was a recurrent i don't think you can get tuberculosis more than once i feel like it's like kind of like mono right like you just have it yeah and then it comes in and out of remission okay but yeah so he has tuberculosis Uh, he was sick a lot. Um, he actually ended up having to have one of his ribs surgically removed. Which, in 1891,
1: seems like a bad idea. That sounds like a bad idea in any time period. Um, but most definitely 1891. I feel like they don't have the facilities for that.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how I was wondering. And also, I could find no explanation for, like why it was removed like did he injure it did did, i i got nothing um i feel like that was some kind of weird 1890 solution to tuberculosis but i can tell you that it probably didn't work
1: i feel like he should have just done cocaine about it
0: cocaine and heroin all wrapped into one nice little bottle for you i mean that would solve my tuberculosis Man, you don't
1: have tuberculosis.
0: Well, if I had tuberculosis, (laughs) that would probably solve it. Um, So at age 14, he started working as a surveyor, which is, like, a—I feel like kind of a big job for a 14-year-old.
1: Yeah, that's um, a lot of responsibility for somebody who, like, just went through puberty
0: yeah i was like i feel like i don't see like children like i don't see that as like a, a child's job like that seems like a like you've been doing this for 30 years kind of a job but uh, okay
1: <laughs> could you imagine like working for a company for like 15 years and you're like the old surveyor like retires or like gets fired or quits or whatever. And you're like, this is it. This is my moment. And then they like hire a 14 year old instead.
0: I'd be so fucking salty, dude. Oh my God. I, I so after, so after he became a surveyor for a little while, um, he then got employed by the Nat. Oh no, this is about to be bad. Okay the N- Nassauish Bergba which sounds very sure. familiar and I low-key feel like that might have been something to do with like World War Two and like the Holocaust but like obviously yeah, know, this dude. was 18 like the late 1800s <laughs> early 1900s so like none of that happened yet so there was no connection to that but I feel like that name sounded really familiar to me.
1: Uh, I don't know, dude.
0: So, I mean, he had pretty good luck, I feel like. So, in 1917, he became um, kind of like the owner of a limestone mine. Mine? Mine? Like, the dirt, you know? Yeah. Where you yeah. get limestone, which I feel like is, like, a hefty thing. Like, you probably, like, like make a lot of money doing that.
1: Yeah, I just... Again, I feel like that's not a a job for a teenager.
0: Yeah, he would have been only, what, 26 at that time? So, like, he's still, oh. like, really young.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm, like, less mad about it. I thought he was, like, 18 or 19.
0: But I don't even know, like, I couldn't find how he, like, got this either. Like, I don't know. It just happened. So, I mean, good for Murder. him, I suppose. Um, and then he ended up selling his mine for probably a lot of fucking money to, like, a big company, like, a big corporate firm uh, three years later. So backtracking a little him. bit. And this is where we get a little weird. Uh, yeah. This is where the weird starts, I suppose. Um, so 1911, this man was 20. Um, he marries Kathy Barth, which makes me feel like I have a lisp, but it's Kathy Barth. Hate it. I'm never going to say that out loud again. Okay. Um, she was like super religious, um, super devout Methodist. And so like at the beginning it was all good. It was all happy. Everybody was happy. It was going well. Um, but Kathy had some, uh, mental health problems.
1: Oh good. Like so, actual mental health problems or like early 1800s health problems where you're just like an outspoken woman.
0: I feel like it's a little bit of both. Um she also had a lot of like f- like physical health problems and I feel like they kind of like lumped those together a little bit. But I feel okay, like so she a little a, a little B. quite there cuz she does some like sort of weird stuff. So Okay. Um, she ended up getting severe hysteria, which I was immediately skeptical about, and then she got some sort of mysterious intestinal disease in around like 1920. So they'd been married for like nine years at that point. So like taking care of her, like her mental health, her physical health and stuff was like super exhausting, obviously. Um, and throughout his life, like, as all of this is going on, like, he also is just, like, continuously having tuberculosis. So, like, he's yeah. also going through a lot of shit. So, they ended up not having any children. Um, though Kathy did end up miscarrying six separate times. Aww. Um, but yeah, it just never worked out for them. Um, their mother-in-law, like, her mother they had like a weird relationship like her and Fritz like they didn't really get along very well Uh, she really wanted grandkids it wasn't happening uh, which is literally no one's fault like she miscarried six times like clearly it just wasn't meant to happen like it's not like for lack of trying there
1: right Um, like that's that's shitty
0: yeah and apparently like Angerstein thought that his mother-in-law just like didn't treat his wife very well Like, she was kind of shitty. So, like, when she was, like, having her health problems, her mom would, like, come and take care of her and, like, feed her nothing but soup. And, like, she would, like, basically just make, like, really shitty meals for her. She would just kind of half-ass throw shit together and it would be gross. So then, like, his wife wouldn't eat because she'd be like, this isn't edible. And so, like, it was just kind of, like, this really bad cycle of, like, she already has these health problems, and they're just getting worse because she's not being cared for. Right. (laughs) And it got so bad that there was a confrontation where Fritz beat his mother-in-law with a dog whip because he was so mad about it because his wife, like, ran away from home. Because her mom made her something that was gross and she just like ran away down the street. So like I I just can't even imagine this scenario like you're sick, your mom brings you burnt food, you throw a fit, you run away like you're 12 years old and then also your husband beats your mom with a dog whip like I just want to know what's happening in these people's household.
1: Yeah, that's a quite the escalation there.
0: Oh, it's funny that you say that. Uh because while this was happening, Fritz said, "You know what? I have a solution to where this will never happen again. I never have to beat okay. my mother-in-law with a dog whip again." Do do you want to know what his solution was?
1: No. Yes. No.
0: He decided that he would shoot her and then himself. And, like, if his wife didn't come back. He was like, oh, if she's lost for good, we're all gonna fucking die. So, uh... Um... But she came home, and no one died. So it was fine. Uh, for a little bit.
1: On the one hand, I feel like that's a very dramatic response. But on the other hand... We stand a man that will do anything to save his relationship,
0: but also like just take care of her yourself. I or, mean, like hire there's that. a caretaker or like literally do anything else. <laughs> he said triple homicide is the only way out of this baby.
1: <laughs> that's that's fair., uh, but is
0: loving as Fritz was, sort of. Um, 1921, just, a, like, a year after this, um, Kathy ends up writing him this big letter, right? And it's, okay. like, this big letter that says, like, a bunch of stuff, basically, like, um, you know, I can't be the wife that you need. Like, I have too many health problems. Like, it's causing too much stress for you. Um, we shouldn't be together. And so they sit down and they have a conversation about this letter and do you want to know what their decision was
1: murder suicide
0: that they should both drown themselves (laughs) together because they were both sick and they were like wow this sucks we're both sick so their solution was let's uh let's just kill ourselves Uh, but he was like literally carrying her into the water. They're like in the water now, like already pretty deep. And then he, they like heard someone singing a song, like just somewhere in the background, like probably just minding their own day, minding their own business. And that was like what brought them to their senses. And they were like, nope, we can't drown ourselves. That person sang a pretty song. So, uh, guess we gotta stick it out for a little while. (laughs) Make it make sense, Sierra. Make it make sense. (laughs) So, that same year, him, like, Fritz, his wife, his mother-in-law, and his sister-in-law all moved to the city where he had that, like limestone mine um and then because like he so like the company bought it out but he also started like working for the company um okay so the company was like hey uh we have these houses like that are empty like we'll put you up in this house for free because you work for us so his whole little happy family um all moved in together right so the ground floor had, like, five rooms for him and his assistants. Um, then, like, the first floor up was, like, him and his wife, and then his sister and his mother-in-law, and their, like, maid. Um, so it was, like, this whole big thing because he was getting paid, but he didn't think he was getting paid what he should have been paid, and he was saying that the company owed him, like, 90000 like whatever their money was at the time and so um. like this you know caused some like stress with money and so his solution his solution to the money stress was to start embezzling from his employer because that famously has worked out for everyone that's ever tried it yeah so uh he ends up stealing like fifteen thousand. I think they're Reichmarks. But I don't know what like the money conversion is for that. But the money. He stole a lot of money, okay? Um, so they end up finding out about it in November of 1924. And so he God, this case is just so fucking strange. So like he's like, okay, I'm about to get caught for fraud. And so, like, the same day he's, like, okay, I'm about to get caught for fraud, he finds his wife, like, she wrote in a diary that she, like, thought she was gonna die. So, like, he was, like, okay, so I'm about to get caught. My wife is about to die, apparently. And so all of this just, like, doesn't mix well, if you can guess. Because this man has nastor historically great coping mechanisms to his problems. So he ends up meeting up with his employer. His employer is like, yup, you stole money. We know you stole money. It's really fucking obvious. And at the same time that the, look, there's a lot of moving parts, but at the same time this is happening, he's like getting confronted by his boss. His wife is home having a mental breakdown, but like, Not just she should but like it's physical. Like her mental breakdown is so bad that's causing her to have like bloody diarrhea. She's vomiting constantly, fainting, like freaking out because her anxiety is so bad. Right. Okay. So that night That's horrifying of all that fucking what the fuck is happening, right? So that is November 30th to, like, December 1st, you know, midnight, of 1924. So, somehow, okay, this story is so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. Like, the whole time I was looking at the story, and every, like, all the literature I looked at, I just feel like I'm, like, missing things. Like, I just, I want it to make sense so somehow he goes home right and he ends up damaging a telephone wire and some water pipes so just he damaged the telephone they couldn't call anybody for help that's mostly what's important so around midnight his wife started having like severe chest pain like she was having a heart attack and so he was like I want to call the doctor but their phone Mm -hmm. is broken And so his mother-in-law is like, don't worry, let me take care of it. I can handle it. Uh, Famous last words.
1: Super famous last words.
0: I really hope, like, I know I'm a little scatterbrained today, but I'm genuinely trying to tell you this story in a way that it is cohesive. But there is literally so much fuckery that it's so hard to make it cohesive. It sounds like someone wrote, like, the worst play of all time. (laughs) Because, like... Okay, right. She's, like, having her little heart attack. He goes to call the doctor. He can't. Phone's broken. The mother's like, no, it'll be fine. Just let me take care of it. So he goes back to his wife, who is now, for some reason, reading a letter? Um...
1: Wait, wasn't she just having a heart attack? Yup.
0: But now she's reading a letter that was from his brother-in-law saying that he had syphilis and that that could spread to the other family members. (laughs) Oh. So now Fritz is very angry because he's like, "I I could have syphilis. I guess. Maybe him and his brother are really close. But for some reason this made him mad. Um, (laughs) So Jesus Christ, this man's like thought process is just ridiculous, right? So this whole letter thing happens and he was like, oh my God, my brother's got syphilis. We could have syphilis. And then he's like, hey, I remember that my wife said that she wanted to die when I die. You know what the solution is here?
1: Uh, everybody gets syphilis?
0: Yep, we all just need to fucking die.
1: Oh my god. What is happening?
0: Dude, that is what I'm asking myself at literally every point. So, he goes... And he was like, "Okay, yeah, um, I'm just gonna end it all for both of us. That seems like the only real solution here, right?" So he obviously, goes and he gets his revolver, <laughs> and he comes back, and his wife is awake, and she's like, uh, "Don't murder me." Who would have guessed? Wait, um, she like grabs his hand, like takes the gun, and she says, "And I quote." His own wife, Lord forgive him, before she passes out. So you know what he does, right? He goes and gets his hunting dagger, and he stabs her 18 times. Because if she took the gun away once, clearly the solution isn't to shoot her, it's to go get a knife and end it that way.
1: What in the fucking schizophrenia is happening?
0: Bruh, I know, I I felt like I was on crack the whole time I was reading this and, like, doing these notes. I was like, what is happening?
1: This feels like a schizophrenic tried to rewrite Romeo and Juliet poorly.
0: And it somehow just gets worse, dude. It somehow (laughs) gets worse.
1: How does this get worse? How does this get worse?
0: So he... He goes downstairs because he goes, okay, well, she's dead. Um, so now it's my turn. So he tries to shoot himself. Fails. Gun jams. Grabs a different gun. Tries to shoot himself. Fails. Gun jams.
1: Wow. That's fucking universe speaking to you.
0: <laughs> and so he runs down to the cellar and he goes, what can I kill myself with? So he finds an axe. I don't know, right? the
1: knife that you just stabbed your wife with? Like
0: The first revolver that you left with your wife? How many revolvers do you own? Why do you have like three? I mean it's
1: um, like 1891, so all of them.
0: So he finds he finds an axe, right? And he goes, Okay, so what I'm gonna do with this axe is I'm gonna cut off my own hand, and that's how I'm gonna kill myself. That's not gonna
1: do shit, and so there's not enough going on there. Like you're gonna bleed enough to get lightheaded, but you're not gonna bleed out. You gotta get like a major artery. You gotta go for like your upper thigh or like your bicep. That's what that's called.
0: Yeah, Uh, it doesn't matter though, because he doesn't attempt it. Right? He is like got the axe, and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it all in the stupidest way possible, but he hears his mother-in-law scream upstairs. So he, uh, he runs upstairs and he kills her with the X because he said that he was mad that she did not treat his wife well. So we got dead wife upstairs, failed suicide attempts times three, and then mother-in-law dead now. So,
1: I mean, the mother-in-law was kind of shitty, so I'll allow it.
0: So now, as one logically would conclude, he doesn't go back to killing himself. He's like, okay, that's past. I tried it like eight times. It, It didn't work out. So now he's in like preservation mode. So he realizes that their maid, her name's Mina, was there. In the house. Like she comes down and she's like right in front of him and is like, um, the fuck? And so she tries to run away, like up to her room, up to the attic, and he definitely, definitely was faster than her. And he caught her and murdered her with the axe, as I'm sure you can imagine exactly what mm-hmm. that would be like. So, um, you know, okay, now she's dead. So okay. then. He- he tries later. It's funny to me because, like, there's all these quotes of him later going back, trying to act like there was, like, a reason for him to do all of this. So, like, later on, he goes back and he's like, well, she wasn't a very good maid. Like, she would, like, burn food sometimes. Um, She was, like, kind of messy. Like, we just didn't really like her that much.
1: So fire her.
0: Yeah, don't murder her. I'm pretty sure you murdered her because she saw you standing over dead bodies in your house. I I don't think it was because you didn't like her as a maid, to be honest. And then he dragged her body down to the first floor and burnt it. He set it on fire. But we're not done. (sighs) We're not done. (laughs) So he comes back. Because he's not convinced that the others are dead. So his mother-in-law actually was not dead. She was still alive somehow. And she was like, kind of making noise. So what does he do? He takes the axe and he hacks the mother-in-law and his wife to pieces to make sure... Hiccup. To make sure this time that they're dead. What? and uh you know what he did after that
1: killed himself
0: took a nap he said "Ooh, that was tiring he washed himself off and he uh laid down for a couple hours
1: this man is schizophrenic and you cannot convince me otherwise
0: oh he is a crazy town so he gets woken up because his 18 year old sister-in-law her name was ella comes home and she actually didn't see anything right away like she had been out like visiting friends in like a different town she just got back on the train so she just Mm -hmm. goes up goes to the bathroom like normal like she doesn't realize anything's wrong but he hears her come home and is like oh shit there's like three dead bodies in this fucking house right now. So he uh goes to the bathroom and he murders her with an axe. And then he feels really bad about it, so he covers her up. Because he said that he could not stand to look at her corpse.
1: Schizophrenia and you cannot convince me otherwise.
0: And it somehow gets worse. <laughs> so what? Uh, How?
1: How could this possibly get any worse?
0: Okay, so seven a.m. on Monday, a bookkeeper named Dithart, which is a name, That's and yeah. Kiel, who was a clerk, um, come to like show up. Because if you remember right, like, the very bottom floor was, like, offices for, like, his work yeah. and his assistants. So they show up to, like, work and do their jobs on Monday. Um, so one by one, he calls them into his office where he locks the door and murders them. Why? Why? I don't know maybe he thought that they would go upstairs but like why the fuck would they? And uh, he didn't know how to solve it so he murders both of them. And over the course of the day he also murders the son of the gardener who works there. And just another dude who was just minding his own fucking business. Because he was like, well they might have seen the bodies.
1: Then don't make any bodies.
0: And then uh, the, the worst part of this, genuinely the worst part of this, um, they also found his German shepherd down in the cellar with its head smashed in. So I'm not, not sure what the, the dog did. Uh, maybe try to like go after the bodies or it, honestly, no, it was probably barking. It's a fucking German Shepherd. It was probably hella barking, and he was like, people are going to come over. And I'm not happy about it, but it had to be said. This man sucks. He sucks, dude. On so many levels.
1: I might actually cry. Why did he kill the dog?
0: Because he's a piece of shit, dude. The dog didn't do anything. So a guy shows up and he, like, a guy shows up to, like, get a letter from him or something. It's not really that important. But he, like, looks fucked up. And this guy's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he goes, I'm sick, you know? Um, but that obviously was already, like, uh, okay. Like, that was a little sketchy. And so afterwards, he immediately goes out, buys a bunch of gas pours it all over the first floor of his house and sets his house on fire. He killed the dog. Well, actually, no, sorry. He didn't set his house on fire yet. He Okay, so this... There's no way this man is not crazy town. because Okay, so he buys gas, pours gas all over his house, leaves, goes shopping, buys things for his wife... And then comes back when it's dark and sets his house on fire.
1: Oh, he's like the mayor of Crazy Town.
0: Which somehow he doesn't even succeed at. Probably because he poured the gas, I don't know, like six hours before trying to set it on fire. And it's Uh, the fumes (laughs) that are flammable, but okay. So uh, he failed at setting his house on fire. So when he failed at that, his solution was to then stab himself with a large knife, like many times, and then claim that bandits came and tried to rob his house and killed everybody.
1: What? Bruh, what?
0: And, uh, he managed to stab himself really good. Like, it was mildly convincing, because they were actually, like, kind of severe. They weren't, like, necessarily life-threatening, but they were, like, pretty bad. Um, and then people, because people are fucking stupid and eyewitnesses can't be trusted. Um, people were saying, like, yeah, we've seen fucking 20 random-ass bandits around here. It, It was probably definitely bandits um he like you know whatever got his surgery to get better uh the police are looking for the bandits um like and it was so bad like they were like looking for these people so bad like people were forming like homegrown militias to like try to take out these bandits because everyone was like so terrified um but like really fast they were like this does not add up like, the corpses already had rigor mortis, so, like, that wouldn't make sense if they had just been murdered. Um, right. They found his fingerprints on the dagger and on the dead bodies. Bottery- b- the dead bodies? I was trying to say robbery at the same time as bodies, and that did not work out for me.
1: Yeah, you tried.
0: Uh, But, yeah, so his fingerprints were on the dagger, obviously, and the bodies. Um, there's no yeah. signs of anyone trying to steal anything because you know that didn't happen um but during in- <laughs> fucking interrogation he ends up just confessing he's like no, seriously yeah actually i did i did do that that was that was me and they're like bro you're crazy so they didn't even send him to a hospital they ended up just sending him straight they didn't send him to a jail they ended up just sending him straight to a hospital because they were like What?
1: Dude's crazy pants?
0: Yeah. Real fucking crazy pants. Um, so yeah. So, they ended up shipping him kind of like out of the way to like a different town because they were worried that the people in the town would murder him, which was very valid. Valid. Um, he had like this huge trial... Uh, actually in Germany it's considered top three with uh, like Fritz Harman and Peter Curtin it's like one of the top three of like they had the most publicity and it was like crazy really uh, yeah so he ended up getting charged with 13 crimes um, 8 counts of murder 2 counts of embezzlement and forging documents arson and perjury Um, So, they ended up calling 153 witnesses and 27 experts.
1: From where?
0: Dude, that's what I want (laughs) to know. So, July 13th, after only six days on trial, because his trial started July 1925, like right at the beginning. So, he was on trial for six whole days when he was sentenced to death Eight times over, one for each of the eight murders. On top of being sentenced to death, he also was deprived of his civil rights for the rest of his life. Yeah, which I didn't
1: even know. That That's was a about. interesting flex, but okay.
0: Um, uh, they ended up clearing the other charges because they already sentenced him to death eight fucking times so like was it really that important Um, at that point you're just
1: kind of (laughs) like what's the what's the point
0: right and also those were like more petty stuff like embezzlement arson like like at that point like he's already gonna fucking die eight times over like i think he'll be fine right So, he actually accepted this verdict. He even said publicly in the courtroom that he didn't want mercy and that his deed could only be atoned for with his blood. So, November 17th of 1925 at 8 a.m. sharp, he was executed by decapitation with an axe.
1: That feels like some weirdly poetic justice.
0: Yeah, by Carl Grappler in the courtyard of the Central Prison in... Diaz Anderlan, which I definitely did not say right.
1: I don't think you did.
0: But yeah, uh, I did not know in 1925 that we were still decapitating people with an axe.
1: Well yeah, we had um, what's-his-face that was decapitated? Because he was like, I wonder if I'll be able to hear the blood rush from the stump of my neck. Oh Yeah forgot about Um, that i don't remember who that was though um so
0: obviously like there was a lot of speculation on why he murdered these people um and a lot of people thought he was just yeah like just crazy he was super paranoid he was trying to get rid of witnesses straight crazy pants um also there was like this rumor going around that he was inspired by the book of moses which states um, at some point in the 6th and 7th books that if you kill nine people, it like activates some like seal and you'll like get treasure. Uh, But that's not like valid, validated. So like I would say it's probably just him being crazy town. That's.
1: Yeah, no, he's just psychopath. And I feel like this... I missed a word there.
0: This case is also super fucking weird because this case is actually one of the only cases where an optogram was used. Uh, I'm not sure if you know what an optogram is. It's like kind of a weird thing. What is that? No, what is that? So an optogram is when they would take a photograph from a dead person's retina to try to see what they saw at the time they were murdered. Is that a thing? Yeah,
1: that feels way too advanced for. It's very hotly
0: debated. It's it's not a very accepted, uh, not a very accepted practice. Um, But in this case, they did do it. Professor Doan of Cologne University photographed the retinas of two of his victims, and one of the pictures showed his face, and the other one was him with like a hatchet like ready to murder them.
1: So you can actually get like a clear picture.
0: Yeah, like it's like a picture, picture.
1: Why are we not using this more?
0: I feel like it's probably not the
1: most valid
0: practice. Let's see. Let's
1: I just like there's so many cold cases and so many unsolved murders, and you're telling me that we can just take the last picture from the retina. What?
0: Yeah. So it's based on work by the German physiologist Wilhelm Kuhn. Um, he tried to argue that the photosensitive pigment—sorry, reading this off of Wikipedia—but the photosensitive pigment presented in the rods of the retina could be essentially used as like a negative like so they could kind of like map what the image was based on how the pigments had reacted at the time of death but I I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's the most legit practice I'm not gonna lie Yeah, because, like, sorry, I'm reading a little further. It said the first time he tested it on a human subject, it was a guy who had been executed. And he got really excited because it showed what he said was, like, a guillotine blade. And he was like, look, I did a good job. And they were like, hey, um, he was blindfolded. <laughs> so, I actually don't think you did a good job. Damn it. Um, but apparently it works better in frogs and rabbits. Oh. Interesting. So, there's that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I have no idea what happened in, at any point in that story. I've read the whole thing so many times at this point, and I, I still... I still don't know what happened.
1: Yeah, I I don't even know how to begin to unpack that. That's just so much.
0: Yeah, so that's why I said I was like, this one isn't necessarily as bloody, though I mean, I guess he did murder eight people with an axe. Um, but it's mostly just like at every point, I'm like, what is happening? And right. I was like, someone like, else has to suffer through this with
1: me. Oh, good. Thanks.
0: Because it was confusing reading it, but then trying to say it out loud. Like, I thought my notes made sense until I was trying to say them out loud to you. And I was like, there's so <laughs> many moving parts and so many gaps here that I don't understand.
1: Yeah, that was just a roller coaster. I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude i have so many questions and i don't even know where to start and i don't know if i even want to ask my questions because i don't even i don't i don't even know where to start
0: (laughs) yeah that's like i that's my problem is like i have so many questions and i can't even begin to understand where those questions start
1: or who to ask those questions to or where to go (laughs) I'm going to need you to give my brain 3 to 5 business days to process and then I'll get back to you.
0: So yeah, let's uh we can leave that there and uh, I would love to know what you guys all think because I feel like I just snorted drugs and I don't yeah, understand I... what's happening anymore.
1: I don't I don't know.
0: We I... who? Is... I'm just going to read this again.
1: <laughs> Right, like, do I smell burnt toast? Like, I think I just had a stroke. (laughs) You know the
0: drill. Keep it spooky, but I can't even touch this one. Just don't do any of this.
1: Stay spooky, but, like, not so spooky that your solution to every minor inconvenience in your life is to kill yourself.
0: And don't get me wrong. (laughs) As someone who... Very regularly says they're gonna kill themselves at any minor inconvenience. At least if I actually tried. I'm probably pretty sure I could succeed. (laughs) Like I'm never encouraging anyone to kill themselves, but like that's just remarkably bad. Like I just I don't understand.
1: I don't think you made the point that you wanted to make there, my dude.
0: I don't think I did either. But this this case has my brain so fucking fried at this point. I don't even know what's happening. I wrote these notes and I spent like three hours on TikTok afterwards because I was like, <laughs> I need to think about anything
1: else. Um, Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you kill your maid instead of firing her. I feel like that's a valid one.
0: Stay spooky, but not so spooky that if your mother-in-law sucks, you don't just... Like, he could have just not moved in with her. Right. Like, that was an easy solution. Like, we could have just not moved in with her in this whole ass fucking house.
1: I... I, just... I don't... I... I need this to not occupy space in my brain.
0: <laughs> okay, so on that note, uh... Follow us on all of the things and tell me how much you hate this as much as I do. Yep. Because my brain feels like it's broken. Yep. Uh, Facebook, Patreon, Instagram, you now, Twitch, all of the things, uh, Bitches and Murders Podcast. Um, Our Twitter is Anna Murders. And um, what else? Oh, yeah. We got a Facebook group, which is pretty cool. We, we- share memes and stuff. Um, same same name, Bitches and Murders Podcast Group. And then Bitches and Murder Podcast is just a normal page. Um Yeah. uploaded some new stuff to Patreon so there is new content up there and up. I think that's all I got. Don't uh don't do this. And don't. um please tell me how much you fucking hate this as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Because I, d- I don't think anything works in my brain anymore. Mm-mm. I think we're just done here.
1: Yep. My brain is pudding.